knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 110 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, and I'm coming to you from the great state of Texas. This week, we have a special guest in my little podcast studio, and we are going to talk to Luke. Hi, Luke. Hello. So can you guess what our topic is going to be? We're definitely going to be talking more hunting and more firearms and more safety. So Luke had a recent trip to the gun range, and I'm going to ask him all about what it was like. And he's going to share with us some of his awesome successes. So tell us what you did over the weekend. Me and my dad went to the gun range and we shot a bunch of pistols and we made some videos. Okay, so do you remember what kind of firearms you brought to the range? We had a Sig Sauer 9mm a Smith & Wesson M&P, a Kimber 40 caliber. And did you have any revolvers? Did you have a Smith & Wesson 8-shot revolver? Yeah, 357. Okay. Well, good. So, anytime you go to the range, how do you transport your guns? Like, did you have all of these handguns in your vehicle loaded with the ammunition already in the chamber and ready to shoot so you can quick get out of your vehicle and run up to the line and shoot, shoot, shoot? Or how do you transport your guns and your ammunition? You always want to keep your gun and ammunition stored separately. Whenever they're being transported, you want to keep them separated. You don't want to load the gun in the case. Why? In case it goes off. But you've got a safety. Safety is not... Safety is supposed to stop the gun from firing, but it's not 100% proven to stop it. Okay, that's right. So safeties are just a mechanical device that can fail. That should stop a bullet. They should stop the gun from discharging. So good job. So you always want to make sure you keep your guns unloaded separate from the ammunition. Should you throw all your guns and ammunition in the same box? No. Why not? Because guns and ammunition can do anything. 
I mean, more people get hurt by quote-unquote unloaded guns than loaded guns. Good. So you always want to make sure that you're super safe, keeping those guns empty and clear when you're transporting them to go to a fun day at the range. So now you've got your firearms in your vehicle, guns are unloaded, totally away and separate from ammunition. You get to your destination, you park your vehicle, and you pull everything out of your vehicle, and you're getting ready to get set up to start shooting. What's the very next thing that you do when you get to the range? You need to put on your eye and ear protection. Okay. Why is that important? Well, for your ears, I mean, if a loud gun goes off your ears, you could go deaf. Sure. can damage your hearing over long-time exposure to loud noises. Why do we wear eye protection at the range? In case any debris or ricochet comes close to your eye. What happens when you're shooting the pistols? The remember what it's called? Brass. Yeah. When you're shooting a semi-automatic pistol, the brass after every shot it flings out and it could hurt your eyes if it's not protected. So you're right. So let's also talk about the type of clothing that you should wear when you're on the range for that reason. So when you're shooting a semi-automatic pistol. As you're shooting, that empty brass is flying, and is it hot or cold? How does it feel? It's very hot. It's very hot. That's right. So not only are you protecting your eyes from potential getting hit in the face and in the eye with that hot brass and debris, where else could that brass go? On your on your body, your upper body. Sure. And if you have a low-cut shirt, where could it go? Through the shirt. Down your shirt. And then you have a whole nother situation, right? You start doing the hot brass dance and too often people might lose control of their muzzle and then they're starting to be unsafe. So you always want to pay attention to the type of clothing that you wear too. What about your footwear? If you have hot brass flying out of your pistol, it can go in your face, down your shirt. Where else is it going to land? On your feet. So what kind of shoes should you wear? Probably boots. Boots or what else? Sneakers. Yeah. Just not flip-flops or Crocs. Or yeah, you, you're never recommended to wear open-toed shoes at the gun range. So now you're all set. Eyes and ears. Firearms are unloaded. Ammunition separate. You lay everything down on the shooting table, down range. Now what? You can start loading. Okay, so tell us what you did yesterday at the range. Oh, uh, we took a bunch of videos and my dad said that we're going to start a YouTube. I don't know if we're going to, but I don't know. What what are you going to call your YouTube channel? He says Cool Hand Luke. Yeah, Cool Hand Luke. I love it. So that might be to come. So stay tuned for Cool Hand Luke's YouTube channel on firearm safety. So what did you guys do with your videos? We took a whole bunch of videos of <laughs> safety precautions and how to load the guns and after we were done with all the videos we took all the or we took one gun each down to the line and we took a video of shooting and showing people how to aim how to the precautions of shooting and all of that okay 
So once you fired all of your rounds, whether you you actually did both, right? You shot the semi-automatic pistols and you shot the revolvers too, right? So once you finished shooting, you guys walked up to the target. We looked at the shots and I'm pretty sure I surprised my dad how well my grouping was. What was your distance in shooting? 10 yards. How tight was your group? Pretty tight. Okay. Well, good. So after you took your shots and you scored your target, you went back to the firing line and did you shoot any other guns? Yeah. Uh, We shot my personal gun. It's written in my name. It's my 22 single action revolver. So is your name engraved on that gun? Yeah, so my brothers don't get the gun. That's right. <laughs> so tell me how you um, made that gun safe and how you made your single-action revolver ready to shoot. First, you have to open the loading gate, and then you have to put the rounds in individually in every single hole of the cylinder. And once you're done, you got to close the loading gate Always keep the gun pointed downrange and align your front and back sight uh, to your target, and then you're ready to shoot. Okay. So after you fired each of the rounds in the cylinder and your firearm was empty, now it's time to check the target. What happened? We went down, and I saw my dad's face, and I had a very tight grouping. Awesome. So Cool Hand Luke is a natural handgun shooter. He loves, what is your favorite, your um, pistols or do you like revolvers? Which do you like better? I like revolvers. Yeah, I like revolvers too. So after the gun range, when you guys were all finished, um, what did you do when you shot all your brass? Did you just leave everything on the ground or what did you do? No, we collected the brass and my dad's thinking about starting to reload brasses. Okay. So can you reload 22 ammunition? No. Correct. You can only load centerfire rounds. So reloading can be a little bit expensive to purchase all of the presses and all of the accessories and components of the ammunition to get started. But if you shoot a lot it can definitely pay for itself and it can be worth the investment because you can reload your own ammunition. And by reloading, you can set your own um, weights and grains and pressure and all the different um, factors that you want to have for your own specifications. So now that you finished your day at the range, you've got everything packed up, And any ammunition that you have left is separate from your firearms, transported back home in your vehicle. Is your day over now that you're done at the range and you're back at home? Can you kick your feet up and turn on your favorite SpongeBob? No. So now what? You got to clean your guns. Got to clean your guns. Why in the world would you have to clean your gun? So they don't get dirty and... They get unable to shoot. Okay, that's pretty dirty already, right? Because you've already fired several hundred rounds through it. So all of that junk from the ammunition is now on the inside of your barrel. 
And just like you said, it gunks up. So the next time you go to shoot it, if you shoot a dirty gun, what could happen? It could explode. Yeah, it could. Or more so, you may have some malfunctions, right? Because all that junk is up inside the barrel and it could mess up your firing mechanism, the action. So you may not have a successful day the next time you go shooting because you got a dirty gun. So tell me a little bit about your very therapeutic gun cleaning session. Well, this was this is going to be the first time I actually clean guns by myself. So it took a long time, but... As it should. It does take a long time to clean a gun the right way. People tend to rush a gun, and it might not be as clean as it should be, and they wonder why they get so many malfunctions. Okay. So what is the best way to clean your gun? How how should you set up your area? I mean, should you just like move my centerpiece off my dining room table and lay everything? <laughs> or what, what could you guys use? Or what did you use? We used a kind of, I mean, a, a gun cleaning table. Mm-hmm. And how many accessories did dad pull out of his ginormous gun cleaning tackle box? I don't want to count them. Yeah. <laughs> so, so is it easier to clean a semi-automatic pistol or is it easier to clean a revolver? Tell me a little bit about the comparisons. If you clean a revolver, you got to clean every single hole in the cylinder to make sure it's uh, clean and dry, mm-hmm. but a pistol, you don't have a cylinder. You just have to clean the barrel. And the action. Okay. So, but you still have to take the pistol apart, right? Yeah. Are there a lot with, of pieces? Yeah. With a revolver, it has less parts to take apart, but it has more parts to clean. Okay. That's a good way to put it. So with a pistol, there's a lot of internal pieces, Right? Yes. How many times did I hear you guys fussing in the other room because you dropped a a spring and it went bouncing across the living room, right? Well, Dad lost a piece. Yeah. Is it like Legos where if you have extra pieces, you can just toss them away? No. No. <laughs> you have to find all the pieces that you drop, right? So did you enjoy cleaning the gun? Yes, I did. Okay, why? Because it, it, was, it was peaceful. Okay. Sitting there and just cleaning it. But it also gives you that sense of responsibility, right? Yeah. Because you are in charge of that equipment. You need to know your equipment. And is it easier for you to shoot and to maybe teach other people about the gun that you're shooting if you know how it works? Yeah. I mean, do you feel better knowing how to take it apart and knowing how to clean it? And knowing that you did a good job cleaning it, and that's it's going to have less of a chance to malfunction because it's a clean gun. So why do we go to the range, or how often should we go to the gun range? Well, if you shoot, you're most likely a hunter, but if you're not, you're most likely a, comp- a competition shooter, so you're always trying to get better. Okay, well, even just somebody who likes to shoot for fun, they may never hunt or they may never 
join a league or a competition. Some people just want to improve on their own marksmanship and do better and shoot further and a tighter grouping than they did last time. So can you always reach the top of your game? No. Why? Because there's always going to be someone better than you. That's right. And you're always going to be better than somebody else who may not practice as much. So what are some of the different um, things that you can do with your with your gun? So you, you went to the pistol range, so you got to shoot your pistol. So what else can you do or what do you like to do with pistols besides just shooting at paper targets? I like shooting at paper targets, but I think I enjoy steel targets better because you get that sense of excitement whenever you hear the clink of the round to the steel. So you know that you hit the target when you hear that ping, right? So paper targets are awesome because you can see where you hit and you can work to improve your grouping or adjust your sights and improve your marksmanship. But steel targets, they they actually have leagues. They have a steel challenge and different things that you can do with steel targets. But what else can you do with your pistols? You can go hunting. Are you a hunter? Yes. Dumb question. So have you ever taken anything with a pistol or a revolver? We went rabbit hunting about a couple years back. And yeah, I got one. You got a few more than one. Yeah, so we get rabbit hunting, and have you ever been trapping during trapping season? And if you successfully catch a fur-bearing animal that might be doing some damage to our friend's chicken coop or tearing up the property, how can you dispatch those animals? You can either shoot them or choke them down. Okay, but let's talk about what kind, what's your preferred gun if you're going trapping and want to remove the nuisance. I used my t- 22 single action revolver. And I seem to remember one time that we went hog hunting and we snared up a real big mama sow and with that mama, she had how many babies. She had probably a dozen or so babies that were around her. And we had to take care of that mama sow and it was your turn to shoot. So do you remember what you used? It was my trap. It was your trap. That's right. So do you remember what you used to shoot the mama sow? 22. Yep. So one thing that I just cringe when I hear people say it's, it's just a 22. It's just a 22. How far can a 22 round go? Two miles. At least. On a perfect day, stars are aligned, the wind is just right, a 22 round can go over two miles. So 22 is a very lethal round when used appropriately. So you still have to practice your same firearm safety know what your target is, know what's beyond that target, and always, always controlling your muzzle. So do you have any final and parting thoughts that you'd like to share? Like, for example, how young do you think somebody should be to learn about firearm safety? As soon as they start, it's always great to start young 
so you can have opportunities whenever you're young. So should you give a five-year-old a smartphone and turn on Billy Bob's Backyard Hunting Channel? Or where should you go to find out information on doing things the right way? You, you can go to John and Heidi's gun class. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Thanks for the plug. You sure can. So you always want to try to find that reputable, knowledgeable, potentially certified instructor or somebody that could help you do things the right way, to train the right and safe way, to learn the right terminology around firearms, to learn the safe and proper use and handling and storage and cleaning of firearms. But can you remember when you started learning about firearm safety? I I can't remember when I started. I can just remember how I was always knowledgeable about guns and gun safety. So any final comments you'd like to share? If you like the outdoors, if you like adventures, try to work on your marksmanship so you can get opportunities to go and hunt or join a team to compete with other hunters or shooters. Awesome. Well, I sure do appreciate you taking time out of your super busy day and coming to join me in my little podcasting studio. So always remember, there is no better place than the outdoors, roaming the woods and waters, and creating memories that will last a lifetime. This is Heidi Rayo. And Lou Grio. And you have heard another North American Outdoors podcast. For more information, visit NorthAmericanOutdoors.org and follow me on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.